What is going on? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. We have a special guest with us today. You want to know who that special guest is? It's me, Arnold. (laughs) Arnold, what's up, buddy? How's it going, man? Nice to have you on the show. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome to have you here. I can't, I can't do the accent. It's too bad. My, I am known for being horrible with accents. So I'm not going to try. I tried a bit there. You got a little tidbit. Um, but we love the Arnold content. I think everyone does. One of the big catalysts, uh, to me getting really into, you know, gaining muscle and strength training was actually Arnold Schwarzenegger's, uh, encyclopedia. I really like that. Um, I thought it was fun. He has this big encyclopedia of bodybuilding, you know, and a lot of it is pretty outdated, but it is fun, you know, and it's really good for that. Go get him, give him some grit, some guts kind of attitude. And I thought it was a good read. You know, there's some good points about mind muscle contraction connection. It really documents what he did to yield to success. And, um, you know, we wanted to today speak about five of the best tips that we feel are, you know, really proven by science, still really effective. And these are going to be takeaways for everyone, whether it's for weight loss or muscle gain. Um, You know, I think everyone will get something from these tips. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we've actually done a lot of episodes on YouTube. If you search Colossus Fitness Arnold Schwarzenegger, unfortunately, we haven't lifted with him and he's not here on this episode. But we do find it super powerful to take what a lot of these guys say out there because they, after all, they are the best bodybuilders in the world. You know, Phil Heath, Jay Cutler, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they didn't get that big just from taking steroids. Obviously, they did that, but they have a lot of amazing training principles. So number one, let's jump right into it. Number one, okay, is to get strong first. And, um, you know, obviously, we did speak about this very recently in episode 114, where we spoke to as why we believe everyone should do strength training. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure to listen to that next. Um, But the thing, you know, I've really been a big fan of is if you can bring your strength up in general, um, you know, your body will follow along with it. So a lot of people get really caught up on doing everything with perfect, perfect form, you know, maximizing contractions, but never increasing or challenging themselves with the weight. Now, I love good form and I'm a big, big believer in great form. Um, But to say I don't feel like I should stay at five pounds for my squat my entire life because that's where I can be 100%, you know, mechanically um, efficient. And I'm okay, you know, sacrificing just a little bit. You know, it's only natural. And you kind of have to learn to move in these awkward movement patterns with heavier weights in a very safe way. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, we find it super powerful. And we've talked about this a lot. Just, you know, nice power building routine where you're focused on the main compound lift and uh, you know for deadlifts you're not going to be doing sets of 12 it's going to be something where you're really trying to push to your max at the end of a nice 12 week routine and uh, focus on being as strong as possible within those movements and I sort of interject here but I think one of the secrets me and Kyle always had how we got so big early on was I remember I was thinking about this yesterday I was obsessed with getting stronger I remember I would go to bed and say okay last week I benched 110 pound dumbbells for three sets of eight that means I have to do the 115s for three sets of eight am I going to be able to do it and you know I was obsessed with getting my strength on very early into my fitness journey and because of that my muscularity greatly improved you know obviously your muscles have to adapt to handle these loads and when you do have that strength you can do these movements heavier which therefore should you know cause more um, tension on the muscle to have it rip and help it grow back so, you know, this is something you need to think of in all your movements, not just your compounds. Yeah, let's get real. You see Arnold doing a clip of T-bar rows. He's not going to have one plate on there. He's going to have four to five. And although he might swing a little bit, have a bit of momentum, we'll jump into this in the next one. Um, but it's going to be a lot of weight and he's going to be putting a lot of strain on his back in a good way. And you know what? Kyle just reminded me of a bonus 1.5. And that was, it's okay to have, 
you know, kind of like your last rep be a little bit um, effort based. And what I mean by that is if seven on my eight, you know, dumbbell presses are with perfect form, butts on the bench, I'm pinned. And on the last one, you know, the butt comes off an inch just on that last rep to grind and sacrifice that form just a little bit where you still have control and you wouldn't hurt yourself, you know, just to really kind of, I like to call it muscling out those reps. So um, just very recently in our training cycle, me and Kyle had to do, uh, I think it was 10 sets of three with a very heavy weight. I was doing 315 or 320 and I was just like, I'm not going to be able to make this, you know, and my first two reps would be perfectly tight. But on third one, you know, I was like, okay, for this training session, I just need to get that weight up. I'm just focusing on AB. So I accepted that the butt might come off the bench just a little. I'm going to be driving using all that force. And for that workout, that was okay. Even with curls, you know, if seven out of your eight reps are with perfect form, on the last one, you swing your back just a little, that's no problem. But if you're swinging your back for the last four reps, you're heaving all the way back, you're feeling pain, that is not correct at all. But it's just that you don't need to be 100% perfect on that last one. You know, just take a little bit of freedom to really have that effort, that little bit of a cheat rep. Yeah, and this is what Arnold would call the forced rep. And I remember specifically when I used to read his bodybuilding encyclopedia he talked about including stuff like this you know instead of just stopping short and you're not going to be going to a failure every single time but like Josh said if at the end of the workout you're doing some bicep curls instead of just stopping you may as well keep going to really push that muscle to grow further and you know you'd be adding stuff like supersets you know forced reps drop sets all those different types of things add them into your routine Arnold was huge on those I don't think we have that in our list today. So that's 1.5. Bonus. Bonus, 1.5. All right. What's uh, number two? And next up, we've got to chase the pump and really focus on getting great contractions in the gym. So every single time you're going in there, I mean, obviously for a bench press, you're not going to be always focusing on the squeeze because like we said, we've got to get strong as well. But when you move into more of those isolation movements, like, you know, bicep curls and tricep extensions, overhead extensions, uh, anything like that, you're really going to want to focus on the blood rushing towards the muscle, focus on squeeze. And I say the biggest mistake, a lot of times, obviously people are just going in there and just rushing and getting it done as quick as possible. And Arnold is absolutely huge on actually focusing on the muscles that you're working within that movement. I, I love that one. And you know, you, you do have to understand, are you doing this movement for strength or to improve your muscularity? So a lot of times strength movements are going to be your compounds, bench squat, deadlift, overhead press, like we said, and those you might not be as focused on those contractions and so negatives. But in your hypertrophy movements, make sure you're actually squeezing and utilizing mind-muscle connection. Uh, so what that means, if I'm working my bicep, once again, going back to that analogy, I don't want to be swinging my back and just feeling it all in my lower back and then, you know, heaving up to my shoulders. Um, that's not the goal. My goal is to work that bicep. So I need to be squeezing and thinking of that muscle as I do it. And it sounds really hippie, uh, but it's not at all. It's a really effective mechanism. And it's something he's so big on, you know, he really embraced the pump and pushing that muscle and feeling the burn. And, um, you know, it, it is an old school mentality, but it's a very great mentality and it's still very um, applicable to today. Yeah. And I I'd like using the lap pull down as a great example, because I find a lot of people don't do that exercise properly. They don't squeeze their, their back. They're not actually envisioning like a pencil being squeezed in between their scapula. If you wanted to learn how to do a lap pull down properly, search Colossus Fitness lap pull down. But I'd argue someone that's doing 130 pounds on a lap pull down, controlled, squeezing, controlling that negative, focusing on the muscles that they're working versus someone that's doing 180, which is 50 pounds heavier. The person who's doing a little bit lower weight, I'd say is going to get way better uh, results out of that. And obviously there's a time and a place, like we've said, to like swing a little bit, to do a little bit of that stuff. But if you're not envisioning the muscles you're working and squeezing it properly, you're not going to get as much out of it. Beautiful. All right. Number three is don't fear the machines. I love this, you know, and even in the Arnold's heyday, he was really focused 
on building his muscles with free weights, you know, utilizing all that. Um, but this has been a new modification. And lately he's really stated that he's fallen in love with the machines, even at his house. It's something he's used, right? Uh, and he's quoted saying that the machines that you have today, I wish I could have used them in addition to what I did. He said, don't be afraid to integrate, um, you know, like a lateral raise shoulder machine, preacher biceps curl machine, um, you know, and then at the end of those days, yeah, at the end of the day, those are just great mechanisms for really isolating the muscle. I much prefer that lateral raise machine myself um, to actual lateral raises. I find I can really focus, really squeeze the muscle. You know, I don't have to worry about swinging. I'm kind of stuck in that position. And you don't always want to use a machine because it locks you in that position. And that can be both a positive and a negative. It can be great for really, you know, embracing the burn, pushing the muscle, and just really isolating it by itself. Um, but where it can be negative is um, not learning to let your muscles work and move naturally in their natural movement patterns. And natural movement patterns are awkward, right? You know, I'm not always picking something up in the form of a deadlift or a row. You know, sometimes you're picking things up a little weird or zigzagging something from a top shelf. So that's why it's good to use dumbbells because you also work on your stability of the movement, whereas the machines remove that a little bit. But at the end of the day, they're a great tool to use in addition to everything. Even today, I made a new workout sets for myself and Kyle, and I programmed in some chest press machine because I find myself at the end of the workout, if I have to do a dumbbell incline press, I'm just so tired and you know fatigued from utilizing those heavy weights and feeling the pressure of those that I can't really you know push it at the end. You know I'm less motivated to push like 120 pound, 110 pound dumbbells. So instead, you know I can use that machine, load up a heavy weight, still push it, and not have as much of that stability work, and just really kind of blast out my chest. Yeah, I would argue every single training routine has routine has definitely a lot of great compounds, a lot of great free weights, and then also a bunch of machines. And similar to what Josh was just saying, as he was talking, I was thinking, you know, I've we've switched out over the past couple of months. Uh, for the last couple exercises on leg day to be just hamstring curls and quad extensions. And the reason we do that is because at the start, we hammer everything else so intensely, such as the regular squats, you know, um, you know, stiff leg deadlifts, all that stuff. And if it comes to the end of the workout and we're doing lunges, it's just not going to happen. You might skip it sometimes. You're just not going to be able to do what you could properly. You might get injured. So obviously machines definitely have a place. And if you're not utilizing them, you know, add them into your routine, but it's got to be done properly. You can't just do machines every single day as well. All right, Mr. Grandino. Grandino. What's, what's the next one? Rest like you mean it. I love this one. I think everyone should have at least one type of rest day. And Arnold said this as well. Obviously, these aren't just our tips, but these are things that we believe where you're not touching a single weight. And I've got some people who I work with who you know struggle with listening to that. But at the end of the day, um, even myself, you know, sometimes it's so hard to say, hey, listen, just take one day to yourself and do some active rest, maybe go for a walk. But if you actually want to recover properly, it's just as important as pounding the weights to actually see results. And it's not just taking the day off from the gym, but you should also be, you know, sleeping properly. You should be eating properly. These are obviously big things that Arnold was huge on because you don't get that big just from pounding weights without taking proper rest. Beautiful. And then last but not least is prioritize your weaknesses. So, you know, Arnold got a lot of, uh, you know, kind of hate early on for having really little calves and it's something, um, you know, he just wasn't good with. So he said, Hey, my calves suck. I'm going to train them like crazy. You know, he added a ton of things. Um, you know, myself and Kyle actually tried his weighted uh, donkey calf raises so cow <laughs> yeah that one's good it, it's really good so theoretically you're supposed to have someone jump on your back and sit on your back to have that downward force where you're kind of bending forward but i don't think it would go across very well if uh, me and kyle gym. were in the gym <laughs> without him monkeyed up on my back but 
Uh, you know, you can always add like a weight up there, but it's it's a really good movement. But for him, you know, he would do a lot of these things. You saw these pictures with him with like two girls on his back hammering his calves. And, you know, he made it fun. You know, at the end of the day, he knew it was something he had to bring up. And a th- big thing I'm a believer in is if you have a really big upper body and you don't train your legs, I feel like it will stunt your upper body growth. And the reason for this is your body wants to be symmetrical at the end of the day, right? You know, our bodies are made to be efficient and work how they should. So if you really try to, you know, kind of morph one side and then keep the bottom neglected, your body doesn't have the ability to kind of round itself up and bring itself up. And I find, you know, even something as having weak legs could stunt your upper development because you're not going to be able to do things like deadlifts is heavier, you know, have good as a base or even your abs. So that is something to keep in mind at the end of the day, you know, acknowledge your weaknesses, embrace them. And perhaps you have to do a little more volume uh, to make them, you know, just decent or even great. Yeah. And I'd say I, I hundred percent agree with that. I'd say sometimes like in business and life, people say, Hey, just focus on your strengths, forget about the weaknesses, everything will balance out. But I'd say definitely the one exception here is for fitness. You never want to do that. Like you could say, Hey, my rear delts are small and they, nobody sees them and stuff like that. I'm not going to do it. But in in reality, it's one of the most important muscle groups for proper posture and whatnot. And you should be hammering them double if you struggle with you know, using proper weight on them or growing them. So really focus on, you know, prioritizing those weaknesses, have a well-rounded physique, get like Arnold. I'm pumped. I'm fired up. Let's go hit the gym. And then uh, just a fun little last story to add there. Um, So Arnold was actually known, you know, for having for smaller legs, smaller calves. So something he did famously was he cut off half of his pants to kind of remind himself of his weaknesses and have everyone see them to motivate him to bring them up. So, you know, if you have small calves, right at the end of the day, even I don't I wouldn't say with small calves but I have great calves. You know my calves are decent. They're not a strong point, so it's definitely a weak point. But at least I don't have like Bambi legs. But you know for how tall I am, it's not like they're huge. So for a while I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna wear joggers or long socks. But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna embrace it. It's gonna motivate me, you know, to bring it up and do better, you know. And obviously you want to kind of accentuate your positive attributes, but it's almost better to kind of throw yourself under the bus. And you know, if you have little irons, force yourself to wear a tank top and motivate yourself there. I had one client who, you know, he said he was scared to wear a tank top because he always get teased about his little arms, and now he loves it. And you know, I said you just gotta embrace it, get her done. And uh, that's kind of how you do it. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we need some reviews. We're hurting. You know, we see viewership going up, uh, but reviews haven't been coming in as much. So if you know you really enjoy this free content we deliver and you enjoy hanging out and learning with us, it would just mean a lot if you go to iTunes, just click ratings and reviews and just leave an honest review there. Uh, that'd mean the world. So thank you so much for listening. And thanks in advance to everyone who leaves a review. Peace. Peace.